This is I Don't Care If You Listen Podcast with my mom, Shawnee, and my auntie, Leonica. This is episode 19. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe and give us five stars. Thank you. Welcome back. Episode 19. I Don't Care If You Listen. I'm Shalini. Hi, girl. I am Leonica. Hello, love. I love your sweater. Very pretty. Oh, thank you. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Are you doing like all kinds of Christmassy stuff? I went and got some Christmas gifts Did that you? were donated yeah. to families. Yeah, and that's always fun. That means Christmas is really here. My kiddo's learning about Kwanzaa at school. Oh, that's cool. That makes cool. me happy. I like that. I like that. I like that too. Yeah. I like your sweater. Thanks. It's funny because um, sweaters are weird to wear down here. Yeah, Before I came down here, I never understood short sleeve sweaters. When I was in Michigan and Chicago, I'd be like, what is the point? Why do we need short sleeve sweaters? Why even bother? But now I'm like in Florida, I'm like, oh, I get it. There is definitely a point. Yes, there is a point. How is it being in Michigan after the recreational life? (laughs) Recreational, my ass. And I still have not got any rest. Like, I'm so tired. I've had such a hard time getting up in the morning this week. Like, my alarms mean nothing. Like, (laughs) I look at my clock, and when I get to the office, it says three missed alarms. I don't know what the f*** is going on. I don't sleep at night anymore. I don't know what's going on. I just don't sleep. Do you have sun down there? Right now, I mean, yeah, we have lots of sun. I just want to hibernate like a bear. Well, that's what the weather up north, I think, does to you. Is it mm-hmm. sunny? Are you getting sunshine right now, or are you just, is this gray? There was a little bit of sun today, but, you know, when the sun is shining, I'm working, so. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like when I get off the work, it's dark. Dark. One of the big reasons that I feel like we do this podcast every week is we've talked about it being our therapy in a mad, crazy world, but I think there's so much going on that it's hard to, even a week, you know, by the time we put out our last episode, so much had happened. It's crazy. It really is. So we know Michael Cohen is... Did I see three years? Three years. Ooh, but I mean, I, but that doesn't feel like that long to me. It's not that long, but I didn't think he would get anything. I don't even know if this is getting a little political, by the way. A little political, a little political, a little, a little, a little political. Nowadays, is any of this really political? I mean, the president of the United States has a personal attorney who is being sentenced to three years in prison. He is blaming his blind loyalty. This is according to Reuters. President Trump's former personal lawyer, Michael Cohen, was sentenced to three years in prison for crimes including orchestrating hush payments to women in violation of campaign laws before the 2016 election and financial wrongdoing, posing potential legal and political risks to Trump. Uh, Pauly sentenced Cohen to 36 months for the payments and two months for Cohen's lies to Congress about a proposed Trump Tower project in Russia. The two terms will run simultaneously. His voluntary surrender is set for March 6th. So is this even political? I mean, is this political or is this just like current events? President is pretty dirty. I guess it's political, but it it seems like reality TV. (laughs) Being forced to categorize this as reality is really kind of frustrating because it's like this is really happening. You have to really process it like real life stuff, but then you have to go about your day to day and do things that really matter. Oh, yeah. And this is like the way your government runs. Exactly, because it it feels like an episode of NCIS or Mm -hmm. Criminal Minds or Mm -hmm. something. Mm -hmm. You know, Maria Butina is this Russian spy that they put into place years ago before Trump became president. She was the first person to ask him. She pretended like she was part of the press. First person to ask him um, about removing sanctions from Russia. She was a actor, for all intents and purposes. But then she was also somebody who they used to infiltrate like all the connections at the NRA. She basically played the role of being a right-wing activist, but she was from Russia. Anyway, she's in jail. She's serving time um, for that whole thing. But this Tom Arnold show, he was talking about her and he was also talking about P-tapes in Russia. And everybody thinks that it's Donald Trump peeing or having girls pee on him, but it's not. It's about him having these hookers 
pee on the bed that the Obamas slept in because he hated the Obamas so much. And apparently there's a technique by the Russians, by the KGB, called comprate or something to that effect, where it's they basically are compromising this individual. So they have compromising video on Donald Trump so we can hold that over you forever. So that's what they do. It's actually a tactic called comprate, gaining compromising video or audio on some leaders so that you can dictate how they do things and don't do things. Well, that would explain a lot. Right. And that really pisses me off. He pretends to be so confident, but it's all, he's an actor. It's scary. An awful actor at that. And I'm sure you saw him sitting in the Oval Office with Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer acting like a two-year-old. Oh, yeah. Mike Pence was there (laughs) or something. He didn't move, but he was there. But yeah, I mean, that in and of itself was just like, are you really doing this? Are you really letting yourself get humiliated like this in front of... I'm going to shut it down. I'm going to shut it down. Nancy Pelosi, I mean, she let him have it. I was like, go girl. That's that girl life shit right there, though. She was watching him just kind of talk over her and just, you know, try and kind of... Did You heard it, right? I don't know if any, everybody heard it, but maybe... Maybe we could play a little bit of that and, and, and see what you think of that, that whole exchange. Because that was, I want to see Democrats go in on them like that. Well, you know, Nancy has held her own for quite some time now. But they haven't given her any other choice. So at least somebody's going to stand up for what they say they're about. I hope that she's got what it takes. And I hope that she's a real legit person. But I hope she's ready to call him out every chance she can now. Like, don't back down. Do not back down. She better than everybody else, too. Yeah. All the others. They better fall in line and help her. Yeah. So the wall will get built. But we may not uh, We may not have an agreement today. We probably won't. Uh, but we have an agreement on other things that are really good. Nancy, would you like to say something? Well, thank you, Mr. President, for the opportunity to meet with you uh, so that we can work together in a bipartisan way uh, to meet the needs of the American people. I think the American people recognize that we must keep government open, that a shutdown is not worth anything, and that you should not have a Trump shutdown. Uh, you have the, the oh, White oh, House, you, Trump Trump oh. you have the White House, you have the Senate, you have the House of Representatives, you have the votes. No, we don't have the votes, Nancy, because in the Senate we need 60 votes. No, no, but in the House. And we don't have. Bring it up right now. Yeah, but I can't, excuse me, but I can't get it passed in the House if it's not going to pass in the Senate. I don't want to waste time. Well, the fact is you can get it started that way. The House we can get passed very easily, and we do. But the problem is the Senate, because we need 10 Democrats to vote, and they won't vote. The point is, is that there are equities to be weighed, and we're here to have a conversation in a prayerful way. So I don't think we should have a debate in front of the press on this. But the fact is, the House Republicans could bring up this bill if they had the votes immediately and set the tone for what you want. If we thought we were going to get it passed in the Senate, Nancy, we would do it immediately. We'd get it passed very easily in the House. We would get it, Nancy, I'd have it passed in two seconds. It doesn't matter, though, because we can't get it passed in the Senate because we need 10 Democrat votes. That's the problem. Let us have our conversation, then we can meet with the press again. But the fact is, is that uh, legislating, which is what we do, you begin, you make your your point, you state your case, that's what the House Republicans could do if they had the votes. But there are no votes in the House, a majority of votes, for a wall, no matter where you start. If I needed the votes for the wall in the House, I would have them in one session, it would be done. It doesn't help because we need 10 Democrats in the Senate. Put it on the negotiation. Okay, let me ask you this. Just And we're doing this in a very friendly manner. It doesn't help for me to take a vote in the House where I will win easily with the Republicans. It doesn't help to take that vote. Because I'm not going to get the vote well, of the Senate. the Senate. I need 10 senators. That's Mr. the problem. President, you have the White House, you have the Senate. I have the you White have House. The, the White House, House is done. And the House would give me the vote if I wanted it. But I can't because well, I can't. need, Nancy, I need 10 yes. votes from Chuck. Or let me say something. Let me just say one thing. The fact is, you do not have the votes in the House. Nancy, I do. And we need border security. Nancy, Nancy, we need border security. It's very simple. We need border security. 
People are pouring into our country, including terrorists. We have terrorists. We caught 10 terrorists over the last very short period of time. 10. These are very serious people. Our border agents, all of our law enforcement has been incredible what they've done. But we caught 10 terrorists. These are people that were looking to do harm. We need the wall. We need more important than anything. We need border security, of which the wall is just a piece. But it's important. Chuck, did you want to say something? Yeah, here's what I want to say. We have a lot of disagreements here. The Washington Post today gave you a whole lot of Pinocchios because they say you constantly misstate how much the wall is built, how much of the wall is built, and how much is there. But that's not the point here. We have a disagreement about the wall, Washington whether Post. it's effective or whatever. not on border security, but on the wall. We do not want to shut down. All right. You have called 20 times to shut down the government. You say, I want to shut down the government. We don't. We want to come to an agreement. If we can't come to an agreement, we have solutions that will pass the House and Senate right now and will not shut down the government. And that goes on for a while. That's just... Yeah, because that's all he wants to do is talk in circles. He and... doesn't want to come to any type of agreement. He just wants what he wants. I saw a meme today of him in a high chair in that meeting. <laughs> Oh, really? See, I imagine him laying on the floor next to the Christmas tree. Saying, I want my wall. I want my wall. <laughs> Somebody draw that. I know we got some dope artists out there. Can right. I draw that and send that to us? I, I just love want to a wall. That on our social media. <laughs> I just want a wall. Can I just get a I wall? I want my wall. I want my wall. In the meantime, the National Enquirer, the Pecker guy, this is from two hours ago. National Enquirer owner admits to paying off Playboy model to protect Trump. Mm. The media company that owns the National Enquirer admitted to working in concert with the Trump campaign to pay off a woman who said she had an affair with Mr. Trump in order to squash her story. Prosecutors in New York said Wednesday. The U.S. Attorney's Office for the Southern District of New York said it had agreed not to prosecute American Media, Inc., the Inquirer's parent company for its involvement in the scheme in exchange for the company's cooperation in the investigation into the payment to Karen McDougal, a former Playboy model. Mm. The announcement came hours after former Trump attorney Michael Cohen was sentenced in Manhattan to three years in federal prison. AMI admitted that its principal purpose in making the payment was to suppress the woman's story so as to prevent it from influencing the election, the news release said. So he was basically paying the National Enquirer to go pay these women off and buy their stories, their exclusive stories, so that they couldn't take their story anywhere else. And not print it. And not print it. <laughs> they so smart. The people... But hacking the the Russian way, then you've got the his whole group of people hacking on behalf of him the good old American way, I guess, by paying people off here. Mm -hmm. Dirty. Well, remember the senator in Wisconsin, what she said. They cheat when they, they cheat get to, elected, they cheat when they lose. Yep, they cheat to win and then they cheat when they lose. Yep. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. That's what they call strategizing, covering all angles. <laughs> I don't care if you listen. I don't care if you listen. I don't care if you listen. A podcast with Shalini and Liana. Jamal Khashoggi is going to be on Time Magazine. He deserves to be. Time Girl, person that of whole the story year. just makes me so sick. Yeah, there, is he a Guardians for Truth named the Time Magazine's 2018 person of the year? Of the year. This weekly news magazine honored slain journalists including Jamal Khashoggi and Capital Gazette staffers. That whole story, what's the latest on that? We know that Donald Trump's son-in-law was giving the Saudi prince advice on how to handle all the accusations coming at him about the murder that he set up. Who was giving him advice? Uh, Donald Trump's son-in-law, Jared Kushner. <laughs> Did you hear about that? No, I didn't. Listen that to this. surprise me either because he should know. He what? should be an expert of that. Yep. Jared Kushner apparently advised him as to how to weather the Khashoggi slaying. President Trump's son-in-law has been a promoter of the Saudi prince Mohammed bin Salman since the early days of the administration, recently offered the prince advice on how to handle the outrage over the slaying of Washington Post columnist 
Jamal Khashoggi. Kushner serves as Trump's advisor in the Middle East, has kept up informal conversations with the prince since early 2017. Three former senior officials told the paper that the politically inexperienced Kushner's private chats with Mohammed could have made him susceptible to Saudi manipulation. Can't even read anymore. <laughs> it's so disgusting. That was it from is. USA Today, December 9th. So that's why when we even say, hey, should we call this segment a little political? I don't know that any of this is a little political. A little political. A little political. A little, a little, a little political. I feel like a lot of this is a lot of not political and a lot of straight up crazy. Yeah, it is. It's psychotic. Yep. Worse than the TV shows. It is worse than the TV shows. It's this not is the world. when it's real. It's not like it's just one company or one business doing people dirty. It, it This is the world. Like the world leaders. That's the problem. Mm -hmm. It's the world leaders. Like how the hell do they rise up to a position where they are able to just do whatever the hell that they want unchecked? And I'm still pissed about that high five. That is so humiliating. Like, it was like they just pissed on our whole country. They just whipped it out like a Chevrolet on Dodge sticker or something. That was really disgusting to see. It'd be one thing if they both, the prince and Putin, ran countries where you knew that their citizens were happy and excited about life, but they both run countries where people who live there pretty close to miserable. You know, mm -hmm. it just makes you feel like, is that what they want us all to be? Are they going to buy control of our country? Is that for sale? Did we know it was for sale? They're saying, if you're going to let me do it, we're going to do it. I hear that a lot of people saying stuff on uh, Facebook, and then they say, who's going to stop me? Who's going to stop me? Well, who's going to stop them? Right? Chris, Everybody's stopping them. Chris thinks that um, people really don't have a fear of repercussions and consequences the way they used to anymore. Do you think that's just some old fuddy-duddy shit to say, or do you think that's true? Um, I think that people think that they are exempt from some of the repercussions and consequences. I really do. I think people just have this You just think they do stuff superiority complex. It doesn't apply to me. Yeah, yeah. That's for you common people, we peasants. But me, I'm the elite, the cream of the crop. I'm going to take it, and you're going to let me watch. And for anybody who doesn't think that that's true, and that that's just a figment of our imaginations, uh, the story of Centoya Brown, 16-year-old sentenced to life imprisonment for the murder of Johnny Allen, she claims yeah. she had been forced into prostitution at an early age. Investigators disputed due to a lack of physical violence. Brown further claims she killed Allen in self-defense, adding she feared she was likely to be murdered by him. Prosecutors argued the physical evidence present at the crime scene suggested Allen was asleep at the time of the murder. And she's got 50... 50 years? Yeah, they were trying to see if they could get resentencing, was it? Because of her age at the time. Is that is that why it's coming up again? Is that why we're hearing about her again? Yeah, I think so. It, it's, a, it's a shame how they just... I just um, finished a webinar. It's funny. It's still up on my computer about domestic violence, substance abuse, mental health, and how all those things just kind of intersect. And how our systems just continuously re-victimize or re-victimize people who have survived these horrible experiences. But then you, I mean, but that's what I'm saying. Like, again, you're listening to, I don't care if you listen to podcasts with Shalini and Leonica talking about Sintoya Brown and the reason that her story is coming up a lot. Uh, Tennessee governor considering clemency for Sintoya Brown. He says he will have an answer about clemency before he leaves office in six weeks. She says that she killed this man in self-defense. That's privilege. Mm -hmm. It's really, really messed up. And, uh, you know, people should be at the courthouse ready to tear it down or at the governor's mansion before he leaves or maybe at his new house so he knows he can't escape his <laughs> his consequences. There will be consequences and repercussions. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, maybe people do think that they're just exempt. I, I don't know if people think they're exempt from repercussions. I don't know 
I think they do. Just like it's people think they're invincible. You know, uh, cancer, it won't happen to me. Uh, An accident, it won't happen to me. Teenage pranks, it won't happen to me. Overdose, it won't happen to me. That happens to other people, not to me. You know what I mean? People think that they're invincible. And this is kind of the same thing, but to a narcissistic level where, you know, they have been afforded privilege, whether you're the prince of Saudi or you're Donald Trump, because they have the same type of privilege. Same thing for Putin. It's a certain type of privilege that they have. They feel like they deserve it. They have a sense of entitlement. I just don't get how we have we have somebody who's so <laughs> incapable at the helm of everything. Like, how do we have it, and how is it okay, and how do we just keep going about our day? I don't care if you listen. I don't care if you listen. I don't care if you listen. A podcast with Shalini and Yamaka. James Comey, the former FBI director who got uh, fired, who also, by the way, I don't 100% forgive for blasting the whole Hillary thing right before the election. I don't forgive him for that. I think that was mm-hmm. that was wrong on so many levels, and he broke America when he did that. But he also is saying Americans should use every breath we have to get rid of Trump in 2020. And it's like, yeah. I couldn't agree with you more. And being the former FBI director and saying that, I really, really, really take it seriously. But damn, you helped, dude. <laughs> you helped. Yeah. Yeah. Now y'all want to backpedal. Y'all scared. But it's consequences and repercussions. And this is crazy. Yeah, it's going to be hell getting me and I. What are we going to do? Girl, we might just have to run up in that White House. <laughs> I don't even know who's going to run up against him as far as election goes. I don't know if there's going to be an election. Well, if don't nobody else want to do a shit, f- it, I'll do it. If he can get elected, surely I can. <laughs> you know, I never grabbed anybody in the peak. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently that does not bother Americans, Leonica. Apparently Americans are fine with their pres- president being a pee grabber. We don't even like saying the word. The president says that we don't even like saying the word. Somebody said to me, oh, you won't say the N-word, but you'll say that you'll say pussy. And I was like, You're, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, the president said it. So after he said it, like, I officially, I've never liked the word, but now I'll go yeah. back to the Howard Stern love of Pussy Willow. Pussy Willow. Pussy Willow. <laughs> From now on, all your little bits are going to be under two minutes in duration. And all scripts, and I do mean all scripts, require my personal approval. Welcome to NBC, Howard. 66 It's time for The Match Game. And thank you, Mr. Announcer. Hi, everybody. My name is Gene Sternburn, and welcome to... Match game. We have a lot of excitement in the air today because we have some great panelists. Let me introduce you to everybody. First of all, I want to introduce all of you to a very, very charming and beautiful lady, the very beautiful Miss Brett Summers. How are you, baby? Hi, Gene. Uh, hygiene, that's something I don't think you have, to hey, be honest with back you. Back off. Okay, and let's now go over to somebody who I really admire, the ex-president of the United States, Mr. Richard Nixon. Hello, everybody. Hello. I'm very, very honored right now to introduce to all of you a very special man. He's come all the way to our show for the first time, Mr. Jackie, the joke man, Martley. Thank you, Gene. That's very nice. All right, let's Thank play you. a game now, okay, shall we? And what we're going to do is ask you to fill in the blank, okay? Now, I want you to listen carefully. Our first clue up is blank... Willow. Blank Willow. Let's go over to Miss Brett Summers right now. Now, Brett, what did you have for us? Blank Willow. The only thing on my mind, Gene, was pussy. Uh-oh. <laughs> pussy. Pussy. All right. Hey, that's kind of why. Pussy Willow. That's what I would have said. All right, let's go over to Dick Nixon, former president of the United States. What did you have? Blank Willow. In any language, pussy. All right. <laughs> All right, let's go to our newest member, of the panel, Mr. Jackie Jokeman Martling Blank Willow. 
Well, Gene, I didn't write it too neat, so I have a sloppy pussy. Sloppy pussy! You got a sloppy and a fuzzy pussy and a very big talking about bread again. All right, now let's keep going. Now it's gonna get a little rougher. Okay, everybody ready? Blink a doodle do. I don't care if you listen. I don't care if you listen. I don't care if you listen. The podcast with Shalini and Yama. You never should let that motherfucker get in control. Ever. That was a big mistake. A big, huge mistake. I can't believe we did it. I feel like something really broke. Something really, Girl, really broke. Armageddon is coming. Night of the living dead. We really gonna have to see who our allies are because we might need them to come right up in here and help us get him about. But that's what I think they're doing. I think they're trying to piss off so many people that they won't come help us <laughs> when it's time. Damn. I don't care if you listen. I'm Leonica. That's Shelony. This is deep. What do we do? We, we put up our Christmas trees, we buy Christmas gifts, we live our lives, we go to school, we go to work, we sing songs, we help children, and in the meantime, we just are appreciative of everybody who listens to us, to our, our venting therapy sessions, but we really do need to get this guy out of office. I mean, it is not good for anything, any part of our future, and I don't even know if getting him out of office how deep his fingers are in all this stuff. I don't even know how deep his people go. That's the scary part. And see, that's the thing. I just think he's a representative. You know what I mean? Every president is a pawn, a puppet for somebody. So the people who are pulling his strings... For the Saudis and Russia. It's scary. For the Saudis and Russia. Well, and who else? Right. Right. Well, and oh my God, the Saudis and Russia. I mean, who? That, oh my God, the Saudis and Russia. Of all people, the Saudis and Russia. We're talking about people who saw people while they are alive. You know what I mean? Sit on their chest until they can't breathe. Did you see that? The transcripts of Kasoji's murder. That's what you're his talking last about. Words. Yes, his last words. I don't know. If I have the um, ability to read any of that right now, if you want to pull that up and read any of those, because I don't even like watching scary movies. All I can say is they said he, his fiance was outside the car, the embassy waiting for him, because he was just going to pick up some documents so that they could get married. And some guy that he knew that should not have been there greeted him when he walked in and, and so on the recording you can hear him say what are you doing here mm. and the guy's like you need to come with me did you hear and the he, recording did you actually hear the recording no but i read <gasps> i read and so he's like no you um you can't do this somebody's waiting for me and then you hear a scuffle mm. and he's saying i can't breathe i can't breathe and you hear the scuffling, I can't breathe. And you hear him gasping for air. And then all of a sudden you hear these tools going off. Somebody's on the phone. The guy who um, met him, who is some, some spy guy or whatever. The guy who met him, he's on the phone, apparently, to the prince, telling him what's going on. <gasps> and he's not telling him, like, oh, this is an accident. They're going crazy. They're all on him. He's like, yeah. It's working. He's telling the people, um, put on your headphones and don't listen so you can deal with it. Look over there. Look at me. Don't look don't look at what's going on here. So that's how I deal with it. Who is he telling that to? The people who were doing the, the act. Of cutting the man's fingers off, Jamal Kasoji's fingers off and dismembering him? Mm-hmm. While he was alive, yeah. <gasps> yeah. Because after the, I can't breathe, I can't breathe, you hear the scuffles, and then you hear the saw, then they said you hear screaming and grunting and this phone conversation. Yeah, I read it. And like I said, I watch NCIS, all kinds of shows like that, and this just, it, it, it was like I was watching Netflix. And that's 
horrible, 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 horrible thing. I mean, I used to think there was a universal code. Like, you had the Ten Commandments, you had, you know, Hinduism, and you had Judaism, and you have Buddhism, and you have all these different religions, but I just thought there was universal codes. There's just universal codes of shit you don't do. doesn't need to be written down explicitly. Do unto others is something that we should know in our guts and hearts. Like, that's not something that you necessarily need to be taught, right? Like, children know that. They know that. They know that if you poke somebody, somebody could poke you back. Like, they know that, you know? But they go by that Old Testament type of justice. Eye for eye, tooth for tooth. You still don't cut off your hands. Wait, why do you think that they, you don't think they were just trying to silence him? What do you think he stole from them? I mean, it was more than that. Their dignity. Because he did he, what? He spoke out against them. Yeah, okay. He tried to organize against them. So he, he was still in their credibility. I mean, they, they're cutting out his tongue because he was speaking against them. That's treason to them. Wow, that is so. They, they were sending a message for us and anybody else who might want to take his place. Because who's going to help them? You think his partner up in Canada now is going to continue to try and fund this movement and organize this? Heck, no. He's scared. He's probably hiding, waiting for them to come get him. If he's even there anymore. Yeah. It's just a matter of time. Like, he's filing lawsuits and stuff. Maybe if he stays in the public. I, I, you know, I, I have no idea. He was already a political refugee from that country. Apparently, what they were trying to do needs to be done. It's just when you're up against that type of money, you know there's nothing you can do or say. And it's not just the money, it's the vengeance. I mean, come on, they chopped him up, they dismembered him and recorded it, they talked about it. They probably have more than just audio recording. Gross. And he knew that they were tracking him using their, his cell phone, his messages, their conversations. And they were using all different types of apps, apps and technology trying to not get caught and be under the radar. I don't care if you listen. I don't care if you listen. I don't care if you listen. A podcast with Shalini and Yamaka. It is 2018. We are into 2019. Who is going to be the person that takes on Donald Trump, gets him out, and gets all this stuff out? Or does it even matter anymore? I don't care if you listen. Podcast with Shalini and Leonica. Thanks for joining us. Does it even matter, Lee? Does it even matter if... Because don't you think by now we would have heard who possible candidates were going to be for the upcoming election? There was some buzz about Andrew Gillum, yada, yada, yada. I heard some buzz about Michael Moore wanting... Ellen to run for president because psh, why not? Well, if that's the case, I throw it in Colin Kaepernick's name. For president? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Why not? Okay. At okay. least we know that man will stand for something that means something. He's got some type of integrity. I was just thinking not about his age more than anything. I was thinking being a little ageist, but you're right. Yeah. Well, you know what? There are laws. You can. You have to be a certain age to be president. I think 35. I think you have to be 35. So he may be too young. Because I think they want a little bit of life experience. I thought. I think it's 35, but you know what? We can go see our friend Google. Oh. You know what? I think the motherfucker there now got a little bit too much life experience. They <laughs> need a different type of experience. You know what I mean? Yep. People can have life experience, but they got the wrong life experience. Yeah. 35. 35 is the age. Probably too young. But okay, Alvin, since Oprah won't do it. I don't know. We don't know. I mean, Oprah might come out of nowhere. Oprah is just like Michelle. She is not interested in politics. I don't blame them. But see, and again, like, I don't care if you listen is also a podcast that maybe I should somehow tag it as it's not politics when it's your life. It's really not politics when it's our lives. He's breaking things, and he's breaking big things, and he's breaking big things that are going to affect our kids, and their kids, and their kids, and it's like a big deal. Tough skin and big money. Yeah. That's what we need. Tough skin and big money. Who has that? I don't care if you listen. I don't care if you listen. I don't care if you listen. A 
podcast with Shalini and Liana. Google's CEO had to remind Congress that Google doesn't make iPhones. <laughs> really? Really. Um, in any congressional hearing about technology, at least a few lawmakers will use Silicon Valley executives as their own personal tech support staff, but usually the questions at least involve products that their companies actually make. So Google CEO Sundar Pichai got particularly unlucky at a hearing in the House Judiciary Committee today when Representative Steve King from Iowa asked Pichai to explain why his daughter's iPhone was acting strangely. I have a seven-year-old granddaughter who picked up her phone during the election, and she's playing a little game, the kind of game a kid would play, King told Pichai. And up on there pops a picture of her grandfather. And I'm not going to say into record what kind of language was used around that picture of her grandfather, but I'd ask you, how does that show up on a seven-year-old's iPhone? Who's playing a kid's game? And then um, Pichai hesitated. <laughs> Congressman, the iPhone is made by a different company. And so, you you know, I mean... He doesn't even know what to say. The people that he's having to testify in front of don't understand technology enough. So apparently he had to explain to Congress why Googling the word idiot turned up pictures of Donald Trump. <laughs> um, well, and I would understand that that's because people are associating that name and that word together. Zoe Lofgren from California, who is trying to refute the idea that Google is politically manipulating search results. Right now, if you Google the word idiot under images, a picture of Donald Trump comes up. I just did that, she said. How would that happen? Pichai offered the a long... way that the N-word showed up for the White House when Obama lived here. <laughs> but Congress wasn't asking about that. But, you know, to my earlier statement, that's why you have to have the right experience. Maybe sometimes we need to have some age limits on the age of people in Congress. If you can't understand basic technology, how do you even know what questions to ask? Ding! How do you even know what questions to ask? Questions to ask? Questions to ask? Because if you can't understand basic technology, how do you even know what questions to ask? Not relevant anymore to the current existing world economy, etc. You should not be running things dealing with the world economy, etc. Ding! Yes. So Ding. those are things that we need to think about. If you if, if you don't know why your name is showing up on Google in your search results, I mean, it's pretty obvious. There was another Democrat who, who challenged him and basically said, if you don't want your name showing up in a negative light, don't do negative stuff. Mm-hmm. That's it's that right. simple. It's that simple. It's really nothing that complicated. And Fox and News spends enough mean. money on ads and advertising that they're paying enough to get their stuff to where they want it to be. So don't worry. Your fake news is plentiful. <laughs> That's so sad. That really is embarrassing. Like, they should at least... Where are their aides and their assistants? Aren't they supposed to have people brief them before they get up in what front I'm... of people and hold hearings, wasting our money on stupid-ass questions like that? I really, don't... we pay his salary? Right. I don't want a refund. Right. <laughs> the people who have all the know-how and intelligence to stop the madness, could they possibly help stop the madness? I don't know. I mean, I guess you that would people would argue, oh, well, Facebook and stuff, they're trying to take precautions against blah, 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 blah. I don't know. I don't know how to really wrap my head around it all. Facebook got evacuated yesterday, so um, until they can take precautions that'll prevent that, I ain't trying to hear them as leading anything. Tell me about that. Did they really? Yeah, at least I saw a tidbit of that in the news. Does any of this stuff match up anymore? I mean, if we've got right-wing nutjobs doing mass shootings and trying to hurt people because they support a crazy president, isn't that an intersection of politics and life? Yeah. Yeah, building on Facebook campus evacuated over bomb threat 20 hours yeah. ago. Yeah, that's right. Several buildings on the main campus temporarily evacuated because of the bomb threat. Police later gave the all clear. The San Mateo bomb unit responded to the alert at the company's campus in Menlo Park. 
Mm-hmm. And interesting too, Google said they're still fighting Russian agitators seeking to penetrate its service in an effort to spread disinformation and sow discord among Americans. That's from uh, Yahoo News. I don't care if you listen. I don't care if you listen. I don't care if you listen. A podcast with Shalini and Miyamika. I don't like lying and cheating. I read an article about traffic. And you know those people that like when there's a exit ramp and they don't wait in line to get off those people who speed up and go ahead and then they cut over and they, they mm-hmm. turn. There was an article that said if we all drove like that, we'd have less traffic. I saw this article twice. The first time I saw it, I was like, that's not me. I'm not that person. I wait my turn. I follow the rules. That's what I do. <laughs> then I saw the article again. And well, I mean, especially I think since becoming a mom, I think I really like, you know, get way more safer. Like when you and I were riding around, following the rules was a different story. Girl, stop. But I, (laughs) I did it the other day. I did. I sped all the way up to the front and I got over because I could. And I was like, whoa, I kind of felt like a dick. I shut up and drive. Shouldn't have done that. But then I was like, maybe that's just the kind of person I need to be these days. People need to get the f- out the way. <laughs> get out the way. Get out the way. I hate those left lane drivers. Like who who gave you the authority to set pace for everybody? Get out the way. There is like a whole mile in front of you in the next car. Get your ass to the right. But people in Michigan are way better drivers than people in Florida. Times a billion. Oh, girl, then that's horrible then because I got some road rage. Me in ninety six, I was on the other day, like don't roll rage. I was thinking don't about do Adriana and them, though. I passed uh, 127. Hey. Do not road rage. Hey, Adriana. Do not road rage. Chris road rages, too. Who am I? You're not going to. I gonna... can't help it. I'm the one that people don't look at and make eye contact. <laughs> hey. Because I just want to look at you like, what the hell are you thinking? Did you see what you just did? Like, for instance, I was on my way home today. Somebody got on the exit ramp, right? It's two people. This lady is in a Durango behind a semi. The semi is taking its time. She jumps over to the left lane, but instead of just staying in in the first lane, she jumps all the way over to the left lane going like 40. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I'm 72, 73, 80. <laughs> <laughs> Really? Did you just get in front of me like that? Did you really just get in front? I have to break. And then she starts to speed up. She finally gets in front of the semi. She gets over. Then she decides, no, I don't want you in front of me. So she's going to zoom in front of me. And so she's going 82. And I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. See, but that type of driving to me is not healthy. It's not healthy. Reactive and like using your car like a video game machine is never healthy. Most crazy people think I'd be able to tell. And what? Tell what? If someone's crazy? Mm-hmm. You can't mm-hmm. tell people are crazy. In a car? Psh. Girl, I am so... Now, that is where all my biases come in when I'm in the car on the road. That's how I know that I am a biased, <laughs> racist, prejudiced person. I used to, when I was a kid, when we used to go on road trips as a kid, I would make up stories about every single car we passed, like the people I saw in them. I would make a full-on soap opera for each and every individual car we would drive past. And I would have multiple soap operas going on in my head. Because, you know, when you're on the highway, you kind of stay close to certain people. You're there going 70, you're yeah, going yeah, 60. Right. You know, you see each other at rest stops or whatever. Right, right. <laughs> nah, girl. I, I just, I classify people by the type of driving that they do. Like, some people just are, like, oblivious. And There's a lot don't... of that down here. A lot of oblivious. There's just, also a lot of silver alerts, which are the opposite yes. of amber alerts. There are people who really don't have any concern for anyone except for themselves and where they need to go. And they will yell at you even when they make an incorrect or illegal traffic move. They uh, refuse to move over. So there's... <laughs> they, refuse to let you in i call those my those are usually the white men with the male privilege i can do whatever i want drivers 
the pick em up truck dudes. We had a lot of big pick em up trucks down here, and they like really want to be like, Rrr. they want you to feel some kind of way about it for sure. Yeah, but I think they have a different kind of complex. Yeah, where it's theirs is more ego, where the other ones is more narcissistic. Right now, I'm seeing and hearing a lot of people saying, Can't we just be kind to each other? We just need to be really kind. Everybody should just be kind. And it's I true. Think that's part of the problem. But it's true. Like, I want to teach my kid, Be kind. We should be kind. Be kind. You should be kind. Being kind is good. But yeah, part of the problem is definitely being kind. I don't know that you should. I don't th think that it's going to get the job done being too kind anymore. I'm trying to figure out what's the difference between kindness and honesty and is there a way to be completely honest and be kind no and never is is honesty a part of kindness or do you need to tell a little white lie to be kind but that a white lie is still a lie my so mom said to me one time what did she say she said just because something's true it doesn't make it good to hear it's like well yeah true. i get that i understand that but reality yeah right we just socialize people to be kind and polite and not just say anything wrong. Is that what they call that? Michigan friendly? If it's going to make people uncomfortable, if it's going to make people feel bad, if it's going to make people embarrassed or feel ashamed. But if I'm really a caring, compassionate person. I wouldn't do that anyway. I wouldn't. Those aren't, those aren't things that I would like rail on. I mean, but there's sometimes there are things that you need to say to people. Like, I have had to tell people that they smell. You have? Yeah. I don't have a problem with that. Okay. If, I mean, if, if, if there's a point, I'm not doing it to be mean to you, but I'm doing it because your kids are going to school with dirty clothes and they're getting teased by their friends. Right. They're feeling bad. It's getting the attention of the teachers and the teachers are calling CPS because your kids smell bad. Right, right, right. So let's wash your clothes. Right. Because I still, I, I still smell that. You know what I mean? And if I didn't tell you that, then you're going to continue doing the same thing that you've been doing and then you might lose your kids because I want it to be nice. Wow. Or with the real niceness be me saying, you know, hey, if I tell you this, I'm telling you this information because I care about you. I'm not telling you this to hurt you. That's the difference, I think. You know what I mean? People think that if it's going to hurt you, I can't tell you. Well, and I think what bugs me is that you can't have a conversation. I feel like I can't have conversations with being my animated, regular volume self without people thinking that I'm trying to be aggressively pushy <laughs> confrontational i just want to have a conversation if i disagree with you i wholeheartedly like you if those are two things that are happening then i really want to try and figure you out and understand you and i want to try and get to the bottom of it there is no part of me that wants to brawl with anybody i will hug anybody you know right. for the most part people have different temperaments mm -hmm. where some people like you and i we don't mind a debate we we kind of value opposing thoughts or you know let's look at the other side but other people it, it really bothers them i don't care if you listen i don't care if you listen i don't care if you listen the podcast with shalini and Leonica. i was just reading in this book what did they call it it's funny myers briggs oh. said that my personality type is considered and analyst the conflict are like exploring alternatives at length. But there are other people who prefer to be the alleviators of the discomfort of conflict. They look for quick resolution. They want to keep harmony. And I'm like, I, harmony doesn't make change. Harmony keeps things the same. But some so, people just don't want to hear it. Like they, I feel like people like their bubbles. People love being in their bubbles. I'm learning with age that bubbles are very safe for most of the people I know. And I'm out here just popping bubbles, popping bubbles, looking to try and get in a different <laughs> bubble, checking out this bubble, saying hi to this bubble, moving along, listening to this bubble, hearing that bubble. And I don't understand staying in one bubble, but some people get there, they stay there, they never come out. understand that people don't like my personality and, and my tendency to 
explore and challenge and present alternative facts. (laughs) (laughs) Alternative facts. Or just facts. I'm good with just facts. Can we just have facts? Mine are really alternative facts. They're facts, but they're alternative facts. You know what I mean? It's another side, but it ain't a lie. President's alternative facts are lies. I'm just going to give you a different perception. A different perspective or a different perception? Both. You know what I mean? I might have to put down a picture of some illusion and see, what do you see? Oh, you see this. Oh, well, I see that. And okay, who's who, who's lying? Neither one. We're both telling the truth. So look at things from my perspective. Let me look at things from your perspective. Two very different perspectives, but both real. But can we both agree that they are real and that they do exist? So we need to honor the fact that we have different perspectives. Always. But you can't be a bigot and just a jerk and just say, that's my perspective and I don't see why you don't support it. (laughs) That's what they do. I know that's what they do. That's right. Just the good old boys. A lot of women too, though. Can't just blame it on the guys. No, it's true. They do the same thing. I mean, the women who support it. The women who support it, the women who know what's going on, support it, still work with it. You know, especially the young women who, I know there's so many young women who just want to break into politics, so I'll just do what I have to do. Or I just want to break into this field, so I'll do what I have to do. Or I just want to get this job, so I'll do what I have to do. I'll play the game. I'll play the game. I've met too many women in my life that say they'll play the game. And I've seen them get ahead, and I've watched them get ahead because of it. And it's all good, I guess, but... Damn. I'm playing the game. Let me make the game. I'm going to reinvent the game. You know what I mean? Oh, Turn the tables on the game. Got to be good ancestors. That has stuck with me so thick. We have got to be good ancestors. Like, That's I may right. not be able to fix it. I may not be able to, you know, just wave a magic wand and fix all the problems of the world. But my kids and my kids' kids and whoever else needs to ask about Shalini Karnani will say, oh, well, she, she left a good mark on the world. She did all right. That's right. She didn't try to destroy it. She tried to make it better for us. Right? Because you can't break it. You're not allowed. That's the rent you pay here. Who said that? Gandhi, MLK, somebody good said that. I don't care if you listen. I don't care if you listen. I don't care if you listen. A podcast with Shalini and Miyamaka. I love you. I don't care if you listen. Episode 19. Holla! Lovely. Shalini and Leonica.